0: People with questionable people. Always questionable things. It's just a temporary theme. So don't get too attached. Alright, are we rolling? We're we rolling. Cool. You're Liz Golding.
1: And you're still Matt Bull.
0: You are, and this is questionable people. Uh, and today I think we are the only questionable people in the room, so I understand it.
1: I think it's still still think we meet the letter of the law for the yeah. podcast. Oh, no
0: question. I don't have any, obj- at this point, if I'm not questionable, who's questionable?
1: It's very true.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels like just yesteryear <laughs> that we were, we were doing our last episode. And
1: do you remember when it actually was?
0: Uh, I feel like it was the summer of 2019.
1: So it's been, so what, 15 months? Yes, yeah, and, and that episode we never actually
0: we didn't even release that episode. It. We will.
1: So it's in the vault.
0: We will get. Well, we maybe later we talk about why we haven't released that, um, but we intend to. Today's episode is intended to be an election, re, an election episode. Uh, the election was yesterday. Just for just to put this in context, and we still don't know how things are going. Things seem to be trending Biden, but it's still up in the air, and. Uh, And we're going to talk about the election, I guess.
1: I think we're doing this podcast for ourselves.
0: I think this is just to distract us from feeling our feelings.
1: Yeah, because if I were home right now, I would just be refreshing Twitter. Uh huh.
0: Maybe by the time we're done, we'll actually know something.
1: That would be amazing. Wouldn't that be great? What if we went from Biden's probably going to win to Biden won?
0: Yeah, that would be like a magical, like that liminal moment before Trump. (laughs) goes full dictator and declares everything invalid and we live in a wasteland. I was, um, the,
1: the, the, the space between Biden winning and the coup? Is that mm-hmm, what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Exactly. I should tell you that um, I think what I said, I'm chewing ice now on Mike, and there's <laughs> probably like <laughs> Aaron is in the corner looking at me <laughs> with so much frustration. I won't do that anymore. I'm sorry. Um, what I was gonna say is, I hope you're comfortable with carrying this uh, this entire episode because what I just spent in the intro is all I got.
1: I told you earlier; it's that's on you. So,
0: no. Normally, my podcast strategy is just to not filter the internal monologue that I have at all times, and there's just a lot going on there, and I just like I just let it out. Like that's how I get through a podcast. Right now, my internal monologue is essentially. Have you ever heard the sound that a stroke victim makes when they're trying to cough but can't? No. I would do it for you, but No, then, don't do it. Then,
1: Absolutely do not do then it. Then
0: I would sound like I'm mocking a stroke victim, which is not, I'm standing in solidarity with a stroke victim right now because it's just a... It's just a sustained...
1: This is off to a great start. I agree. Really great start. Anyway. Um...
0: Okay, over to you. That's all I got.
1: Well, how, I mean, do you do you want? How did you feel when you woke up this morning?
0: Sad that I was awake.
1: Just in general. Mm-hmm.
0: I wanted like sleep was really the solution to everything I was feeling yesterday. I tried to I tried to turn the TV on last night, and I had the sound on, and almost immediately had a panic attack, and I muted it, and that stopped the panic attack. Um, and then I was like, maybe I can just watch occasionally and see what's up. And um, yeah, I couldn't do that. Uh, I lasted like 10 minutes, and I turned it off. And then I read a book and went to sleep. Sleep sleep is, maybe we should just transition this episode into sleep, that seems. Really, the whole point of this episode is so we don't have to feel our feelings. Do we already say that?
1: Are you saying you want to turn this into like an ASMR? Yes,
0: that's a great like scratch new intro ASMR episode. I can just (laughs) not not talk,
1: and you could just talk. Should we start whispering? No, you gotta whatever your that is that your voice does. I don't know enough about voices. I
0: think you just whisper.
1: Maybe we can make money. Yeah. Anyway, um, I mean, what is what do you want to say about the election? That's we don't know. Are you going to feel, like, if Biden wins, will you feel, like, 100% good? Will it just be, like, pure happy? You feel mixed?
0: I will allow myself to feel good for a time. I think that's, that's how I will approach that.
1: I think the hard part is that I had, I didn't realize I had, I was holding on to the idea that we would just, like, thump.
0: Yes, that we would just like
1: destroy him, and I didn't realize I was actually holding on to that as a as the likely possibility. Um,
0: Your phone's ringing. I think our our
1: sushi might be here. Here,
0: let's get this. Let's get this live. This is exciting. podcast drama. Yes. Yes, the food is here. They're downstairs. Oh, I shouldn't... Well, we can edit that out.
1: Yeah, there... Are you... Are you in... Are you,
0: um, here? I can come down. Where's the back? Okay, we're back from dinner. Um, should we back up and do a little housekeeping before we dive back into the election? Sure. Emotionally, that feels like the right move. Like at we went... Point.
1: We did things in the wrong order?
0: No, I think we did exactly what our outline... We have a very detailed outline <laughs> in front of us. Um, and, uh... I just think uh, I'd rather not talk about the election for a few more minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I
1: mean I I'm down.
0: Okay. Uh, some housekeeping. I think we need to say that this episode is sponsored by Ashley Schugart's bottle of Colonel Something Something Taylor.
1: Taylor rye?
0: Bonded rye whiskey. E. H. Taylor.
1: We're it's, really selling it.
0: It's good. But it's, it's a, good. excellent.
1: It's, it's excellent and the best part, it was given
0: it's over to there, us. It was a, a gift. Bit. Yes.
1: Um, we're accepting future gifts.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Yeah, right. Anybody want to send us whiskey, we'll mention your name.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Quite a deal. Yep. Uh, and then you just some, uh, should we just catch up on the past 15 months? <laughs> like what, yeah. Uh, what do what people need <laughs> to know? What yeah. have you been up to, Liz? The
1: old COVID catch up. Um, what have I been up to? I changed careers.
0: That's right.
1: Uh, do,
0: wait a second. Do I need to update the ep- the, the um, podcast website? Because it says... Yeah, um, we do. It says a professor and, and an ad man.
1: Yeah. And I'm neither a professor nor a barista anymore.
0: Oh, you're right. We had a whole episode about what your true career between those was. Yeah. But Whether it was a barista or a professor. Okay. So what do you do now?
1: Well, so um, in March, when COVID really like came to town, we all got temporarily let go from the, uh, from Houndstooth where I was working, Houndstooth Coffee. And so, um, I just decided that that would be a great time to start my coaching business. Sorry. Great. That's great. Really professional. Um, so yeah, so now I'm doing wellness coaching. Um,
0: what is wellness coaching? Yeah,
1: this is a hard one. So um, I basically... Uh, this is maybe the
0: sixth time I've asked you. I'm curious. I'm I know, and I feel, like, I feel like you, you might...
1: I know, I know. It feels like a test. So um, basically, help, coaches help people get shit done. People set goals, and sometimes people need yeah, help I'm, to achieve them. So mm-hmm. it, my work is all about health and wellness, helping people feel their best, do their best. So that could be... Physical health—it could be diet, exercise, sleep, stress. It could be mental and emotional health. It could be mindset work. It really kind of depends on the client and what they're interested and in, what they want, um, what their strengths are, kind of where they are in their lives.
0: And how did you how did you find like how did you get interested in this career? How did you find out about it? How what drew you to it?
1: I think when I was teaching, I enjoyed aspects of it, and especially the nutrition class that I taught.
0: Oh, that's right. Because you weren't I, just a biology teacher. Yeah. You taught nutrition as well. Um, and you liked that.
1: I really enjoyed that class. And I felt like students had a lot of questions. And they were really engaged. And I felt like they all learned things. But I always wondered if people were able to go home, go away from the class, and actually implement implement things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, make change happen. Um, and I often felt a little frustrated. Like, it wasn't my job to make them do X, Y, Z, but, um, I always wanted to see them incorporate some things because I know, I know how lifestyle changes can be, this is why I'm getting, I'm getting earnest, I'm, I'm actually like, you know, uh, not, no jokes here, but I, I know from experience what it feels like to feel well and to not feel well and, and how that affects what I'm able to do in my life and affects my relationships and, my outlook on things and how much I enjoy the day to day, and so I I wanted to be a part of that for other people. I want, but I wanted I needed to feel like I had a tool um, to help people with that, and so that's how I found health and wellness coaching. So, cool. Um, it's a newer, and the thing is, it's a newer field. It's a, it's unknown, um, but there are organizations working to professionalize it so that it has standards and there's things you do and don't do and. You have a scope of practice. Um, you know, we're not dietitians. Um, coaches can help. Like a dietitian might tell someone how to eat. They might write out a food plan and give them recommendations. And coaches can come alongside of them and help people actually implement those changes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just like an example of how a coach could partner with somebody else. Cool. But
0: You said um, a minute ago, very apologetically, something about being earnest. And I would like to just for the record say that even though I think one of the things you and I have in common is um, an instinct to um, use humor to deflect from uh, feeling uncomfortable and deeper things when we aren't in the mood for it. Uh, I would like to think that this this podcast could is expansive enough to accommodate earnestness now and then. Um, I think we've had we've had some earnest moments before this one.
1: Well, we've also had incredibly <clears throat> intelligent and. Smart people on the podcast,
0: yeah, who are passionate should, and, why, and yeah, and they're not here. They're not here right now. It's just <laughs> you and me. So, damn it, what were we thinking?
1: But yeah, no. So that's what I've been doing. I've been since June. I've been working to build a small business, um, which is something I never thought I would do. Uh, we could talk,
0: oh, yeah, small business hug.
1: Which we can talk about that today or later, if that's. Uh, of interest, but I mean, if I've, it
0: prevents us from having to talk about the election yeah, <laughs> on this yeah, yeah. election I, episode, then can, I think we should yes. talk about it.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> it's been, it's just been interesting. I feel like I'm a very re- reluctant small business, yes, owner.
0: absolutely. Me too, 100%. Um, and I, I like I, the part of the small business ownership that I am not reluctant about is not having a boss, everything else, hugely reluctant.
1: I'm enjoying that, and I'm actually. I'm not as productive as I probably could be, but I am I have surprised myself in how productive I
0: have been. But that's the point. Part of the. Well, it. I
1: I thought I couldn't be... Before this, I kind of made an assumption that I needed someone to kind of tell me what to do, or me I needed too. that accountability. And it turns out you can build that accountability for yourself exactly.
0: otherwise. Exactly. Isn't that wild?
1: Yeah. No one told me that. No. So, yeah, that's one thing I've been up to. What else? Uh... I'm just trying to think. I mean it's been a long time. It has been. I had COVID.
0: Yeah, I was gonna ask you about that. So there was that? You had COVID. Um, um
1: I don't recommend it.
0: Okay. Thanks. That's a hot that's a hot take.
1: Yep. Yep. Spoken uh, from experience.
0: How many thumbs down? Is it a one thumbs down, COVID?
1: I mean, wait, wait, what's the max on this scale?
0: Well, I only have two. How many thumbs do you have? Well, that's why I was
1: asking. <laughs> it's not a very... Um,
0: it's not a pliable scale. There's it is. not a lot
1: of fidelity with that scale.
0: <laughs> no, there's not. Uh,
1: I mean, Pick two thumbs. a thumb. number of thumbs. Wait, what's well, two thumbs down, though? Give me something else to... I need to understand the, the spectrum of the scale. It's like, two thumbs down...
0: Well, in the Roger and Ebert universe, there's two... Siskel and Ebert, Roger, e- Roger and Ham- Ebert. What am I like? An- <laughs> Roger and Hammerstein, and then <laughs> yes. yeah, okay. Um, it was. Uh- each of them got to give a thumbs up or not, and a thumbs up was purely just a recommendation. Do you do you see this movie or not? And if okay, both so of them recommended seeing it, then...
1: I mean, I would definitely... If my one thumb is contributing here... Yeah,
0: but I'm going to let you use both thumbs, so if there's any part of you that was like, this was a valuable learning experience...
1: <laughs> I grew so much! I learned so much about myself. Yeah. Um. Two thumbs down.
0: Okay. Uh, For cool. sure. I
1: and mean, I didn't even have that bad of a case, but probably took six weeks before I really felt like I was Mm -hmm. back to normal
0: any so there's a lot of talk about the lingering effects and the neurological effects the heart effects the lung effects have you do you feel like the only thing that was a pregnant side well a couple
1: I'll say a couple things on that I the only thing is I still do not feel like my my taste and smell came back after about six weeks
0: six weeks
1: but I do not feel like I smell or taste as intensely as I used to wow so that might just be a curve that's continuing to ramp up.
0: As someone who is smell sensitive and uh-huh. who gets angry on planes and has to pull flight attendants in to get people to stop applying Are, perfume in front, like on a fucking airplane, I, that sounds like a, a recommendation. I, I now want COVID.
1: Halfway through that sentence, I thought that's what you were going to say, and you can fuck off. <laughs> um,
0: Tell me more about that. I, I can't Tell me more about how and why I can fuck off. I will say,
1: <laughs> I i mean, I can't smell the trash as quickly as I used to be able to, so that is nice. Because mm. I used to always be like, Brian, trash needs to go out. Uh, but now, I don't notice. Okay. Um, uh, the other thing I was going to say about that is I, sometimes people try to send me those articles. Having had COVID, it's incredibly anxiety-producing oh, I bet. to read them, so I just want to put it out there... To anyone listening, I know you probably mean well mm-hmm. if you send those things to somebody that's had COVID, but at least for me, it's mm-hmm. not.
0: Constructive.
1: Yeah, because a lot of those articles are like, this is a thing that could linger. You could have brain defects for a long time or not. We don't know. And it could last a couple days or years. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, because they don't know yet, and so is
0: there an an official name for that personality defect and the kind of person that forwards th- that kind of stuff? I feel like there needs to be. Let's name it. What what, what should we call?
1: Well-meaners, <laughs> people. Who, I mean, I I genuinely think it's people that mean well and they just want to be like, hey, did you know this is a thing that could happen?
0: Aaron means well. Aaron did not send you an article about how fucked up your life is going to be from here on out because you had COVID.
1: Meaning well doesn't mean you do well. People are just bad with helping. Like intent and impact are not always
0: I think that was the first time say, we've had Aaron, Aaron on. Aaron spoke from the background. He said, Sometimes I think people are just bad with helping. helping. That's what he said. Wow. Um, what a moment in podcast history here.
1: Mark the time. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, wait. What was your question about the long-term effects? Have you
0: noticed that, other than taste and smell not being one hundred percent? You were trying to tell me why I can go fuck off for wanting COVID. No, for wanting COVID to dampen my sense of smell.
1: It's just insensitive.
0: It is insensitive.
1: But I guess that's what you're asking for—is insensitivity to smell.
0: Holy fuck! That was such a mind-blowing (laughs) turn. I'm so impressed. (laughs) <laughs> Let's just end the episode right there. Fuck the election. That was, uh, we're not gonna top that.
1: No one, no one cares what we think about the election anyway. So
0: <laughs> we don't even know how the election goes at this point. So yeah, I don't. I'm not interested in what I think about the election.
1: No. Um. All right. Cool. Okay. So I got a new job.
0: Yep. You got a new job. You got COVID.
1: I got COVID. I mean, besides that everything sucks and I'm fine Mm. that's how I think it is like we're same um my husband and I are both at home 23 hours a day seven days a week I feel like Mm -hmm. um Mm. but we're okay and I think um well now I'm trying to answer questions I was maybe going to ask you later I'll stop all right um I'm, try- I'm just trying to think. What else would you want to know about my life that needs to be updated? I'm,
0: I'm satisfied. I'm no okay, longer great. interested in your life. Cool,
1: cool, 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 cool. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. What about you? What have you been up to? <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. So 15 months ago. Uh yeah, just as you know, as long as we're just um, you know delaying talking about challenging topics like the election, I'll just keep it light and to talk about uh, how <laughs> <laughs> shitty my life has been in the last fifteen months. Yeah, with even without COVID, this was the crappiest spell of my entire life I've been through, um, and um, I'm not going to get into the specifics of how, but the punchline is that uh, uh, my wife and I split up in earlier this year and. I moved out and now I'm on my own and we're uh, it's you know for those of you that are friends with us and don't know this which is a weird freaking thing to go through in COVID because you don't see people you don't have a chance to like run into people and process this we have a lot of friends so like there's a chance that there are people I care about that don't even know this um, even though it's been I don't even know how many months now Um, but we are we're good it's as it's as re- respectful and collaborative as it could possibly be. It's still weird and sad. Um, kids are doing fine um, you know, nobody needs to feel like they have to pick friend sides. please hang out with her and hang out with me, and we're cool about with that mm-hmm. and um, the end um, the end, yeah, on that, and then everything else's been
1: everything else totally like
0: COVID is not normal. like COVID is not even scratched the surface of yeah the of the hard stuff of the hard stuff and yeah. so anyway that's why like for me that's kind of the reason like our our stuff started coming to a head about this time like a little longer than a year ago and that's more than anything why probably i haven't had the energy to do another podcast episode um but here we are, starting to feel normal. Things are, things are uh, okay. Ask a different question. Let's yeah, move on. Yeah, <laughs> so great.
1: Whose idea was it to catch know. up? Um, actually, so one of the questions I did want to ask you is, what about this period of time? Like, and I mean, like since COVID started, mm-hmm. what have how have you surprised yourself?
0: Oh. Um, like I have, kind of loved working from home, um, partly because especially when the kids were also at school at home, mm-hmm. and which two of them still are, um, just because like one there's more time with the kids. Um, there's I didn't realize how much time at the office I spent just like waiting for the next thing to happen, you know, whether it's a meeting or. a a call or something, and like when that all happens at home, there's time to like do other stuff. Like, I've got my old forty-six-year-old car working again. I've like um, recorded, written, and recorded music that I've always I've intended to do since college, and I've never actually gotten around to doing it. Um, So, yeah, if you like that uh, temporary theme song at the beginning of the (laughs) the, the podcast, then, man, someday I might have.
1: (laughs) I told Matt, so I had to listen to an old episode because I forgot. I just forgot everything we'd ever done or how we even used to talk to each other, like anything. And I uh, re-remembered how horrible and I think the podcast song is horrible and I laugh every time.
0: Oh, it's appalling. Yep. So. so, lots more of that coming at you one of these days.
1: Which, again, the, the probably it's just a really good introduction to the podcast.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it sets the bar. I've always been a lifelong fan of bar lowering. That's uh-huh. my entire coping strategy. That's, yep. And I feel like, yeah, I feel like that theme song nails my general life aesthetic.
1: You're just setting expectations.
0: Exactly. Um, and I think that's so much of of uh, coping. With mm-hmm. life, um, yeah, music. Working on my car, uh, like I'm in. I've, it's easier to be in like a fitness groove. Um,
1: so, uh, how many pull-ups can you do, I, Matt? And I talk about pull-ups sometimes. Okay,
0: here's here's what's funny. Um, we agreed before this podcast to write a list of Did questions question? we were going to ask each other. Question number one on my list for Liz: How many pull-ups can you do?
1: Um, <laughs> read that. Read that, Aaron. I wrote the number one question on the top of my list is. Uh, Affirmed. Yeah. How many (laughs) pull-ups can you do? Aaron
0: said affirmed in the background there. Uh, In case that didn't come through. Um, um, Are we talking underhand, overhand? uh, Whatever makes you happy. uh, Okay. The maximum number is underhand. And that's, I think I'm at 12 now.
1: Dang. Uh, I can't do that many. I actually don't know how many I could do right now. I got
0: been, a bar here if you want to hit pause. Do we want to just <laughs> bang some out? I,
1: I hurt my rotator. Oh, uh, let's like, not do it. Then. I can still do them. I just mean I've also just been lazy.
0: You won't but. be at your max right now.
1: No, this, but we could just see how many I'll do. I can this do. sounds like
0: quality election election yeah, co- that's what we need on a podcast:
1: pull-ups <laughs> Let's that go, you can't let's go. see or hear. Are we? We're gonna do them and just come back.
0: Yeah, or we'll leave it running and we'll do. Okay, Okay, right, that we're, was, back. Uh, we're back. So oh, Now we get to hear us both breathing heavily for I'm not, the next ten minutes.
1: I'm not out of breath.
0: Wow, so you went on that count.
1: But I only did six, and Matt did ten, which is fine.
0: Ne- neutral grip. Neutral grip. Which is not one that I do.
1: I feel pretty good about that.
0: Yeah, six is badass.
1: I feel, I feel great about that. I you don't should know,
0: feel great about that. I don't know
1: why I sounded disappointed a minute it ago. It took me
0: like... I think it took me six months of four times a week to get to six.
1: Yeah, I haven't really been trying that hard.
0: That's, if spectacular. I applied myself,
1: I do have a goal to get to 10.
0: That was my New Year's resolution. I
1: think I maybe did 10 once at the gym two years ago. But I distinctly remember I had been like, Trump was giving a press conference on the, like, while I was driving to the gym. And I just got, like, very angry. And uh, <laughs> that was all the pre-workout I needed.
0: Is that our election segue? Are we?
1: Are we doing that? <sighs> we don't have to.
0: We can. I mean, let's we go. We don't
1: have to talk about it at all. Let's go. What do I don't know? I don't even know what you want to talk. about. Well, let's about.
0: just like let's just assume the easiest uh, scenario, which is that by the time people are listening to this podcast, by Biden one. will have. One, whether or not Trump recognizes that victory or not is an entirely different question, but let's just uh, ignore that for now.
1: I don't know why I can't... I think maybe when it really happens, I'll let myself feel really good, but I feel like I can't access that part of my brain yet. Okay. I know we're supposed to pretend, but I don't know if I'm just traumatized. The
0: brain is... Yeah, the brain is uh, has a lot of complicated ways of keeping us safe, and uh, right now, I think we've been through so much shit the last four years, it... Uh, it doesn't want us to let our guards down. I think that, and it's probably smart. Good job, brain. Um,
1: uh, yeah, I also have a lot of thoughts that are just not particularly encouraging. So let's I don't hear feel some. Like, I don't feel like people are going to want to hear all that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. What do you, why do you think they tune in to this podcast? This podcast? Yeah. Um, uh, like, if they wanted to listen to a podcast called you know, Inspirational and Morally Upright People, honestly, they could do there's, that.
1: There's plenty of that. There's plenty of that out there. Uh, no, I just think I think it's really important that Joe Biden wins. But I also think a lot of the things that are making a lot of the things that are dividing people and making even like relationships and friendships yeah. with people you disagree with hard. Like, none of those things are going to go away. No,
0: they're not. It just seems like a new part of reality now.
1: And I'm increasingly uncomfortable that that division continues, yeah. and there is nothing about the world that seems like it's bringing no. it back together. And I don't know what that... And I just I don't, don't know even, what that means.
0: I don't either. I don't even know how to confront that, like, in myself, because, like, we were joking earlier, like, my, my aunt, who is... Conservative, I don't want to know. Like, I have conservative family members who are very anti-Trump um, and voted for Biden and, as the, the first time that they've ever. And she may be one of those. I don't want to risk the chance that she's not, so I've never asked. But um, she sent me a, a text forward today that was a joke that seemed like it was going to be, it seemed like it was like uh, um, saying nice things about Trump, but then it took a pivot and it was about Tom Brady the whole time. And she was like, Isn't this fun? And I wrote her back and was like, Yes, that was fun. And that was all I said. But it wasn't fun for me at all. Like, yeah, you it lied. was horrifying. You lied. When I you lied. replied, you I lied. lied. I lied. Like, I just don't, I don't even know how to make room in my emotional landscape for people I care about that might have supported this administration. Like, it's, it, I don't know how, like, if I feel like I'm a reasonably, Um, introspective and, you know, emotionally aware person. And, like, I don't know. Yeah, it's just a lot. It's a lot to... feels like... I don't know. We need, like, a Nelson Mandela, the, the Truth and Consequences Commission. Not... Was it Nelson Mandela or was it Desmond Tutu? It was Nelson Mandela. It was
1: Nelson Mandela. It was... I think so.
0: Post-apartheid. Yeah, yeah. Truth or consequences, like big healing moment. Yeah, but but we don't have anybody that can fill that level of. I don't know. I don't even know.
1: I. I mean, this is. This, I mean, I can keep going. It's not. Yeah. None of it's rosy. No. It's also just. I think we increasingly are living in a country where. Forty-six percent of people get to tell fifty-four percent of people what to do on a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. So you combine that with like increasing income inequality and um, yep. inability to to have conversation, inability to share the same facts with people that disagree with you politically, mm-hmm. and I just feel like that's a recipe for um, not great stuff. Absolutely, like it's not great.
0: No. Speaking of income inequality, did you see the thing, the um social scientist that showed that the income gap is worse now in the US than it was in pre revolutionary France? So like French peasants versus the Louis Couture's aristocracy, like yeah, that w- was not as bad as I what was gonna
1: doing. say it creates an an unstable society, but I don't wanna be hyperbolic mm. and like
0: yeah, and I know I'm just super on, uncut- like all yeah. of the Civil War yeah, memes yeah, yeah, are like yeah, so I'm beyond not, the pale, I'm and not, I do not no, support, like no. that's such a reckless, it's everywhere on my social media right now, and it's such a reckless.
1: Yes, agreed.
0: Um, I'm, I'm going to add my small part of responsibility to this conversation by not chewing the piece of ice that I have in my mouth right now.
1: Just compromising just the sounds that are coming out of your mouth instead?
0: Yes. I, instead, I will add some sibilance. It's great. But it's a sacrifice that I'm willing to make for the conversation, as it were.
1: It's really adding a lot.
0: Thanks. Um, I have a lot of sadness looking back on this administration, Uh, obviously for all of the reasons that anybody paying attention does. But on top of that, I feel like for America's descent into fascism, we got none of the perks (laughs) at all. Like. If you look it back please at any,
1: please tell me. Please tell me about the perks.
0: Well, you know the the whole the whole um, you know World War Two era Germany thing, like uh, adage of like at least the trains ran on time. Like we didn't get trains that ran on time. We didn't even get like a functional response to a pandemic. Like, like you know, like it seems like if fascism is good for anything, like a pandemic moment is the moment for you know the the shiny boots and the like elbow length gloves to come out and crack the fuck down and knock this shit out like that's what fascism is for. We didn't get that. We didn't get anything. We we got nothing aesthetic. Like you look at Germany World War II like the architecture, the fucking like the the flags and the banners like like Hugo Boss designed the fucking SS uniforms. Like those were beautiful.
1: Such a recap.
0: Those were beautiful. We got red caps. We got yeah. red fucking caps that not only <laughs> were they not pretty to start with, they it, it kept the off the shelf your logo here font. So you're s- like it says make America Great Again. They changed nothing about the stock layout of the catalog the magazine catalog cap that they bought that from. Like there's no kerning, no designer touched that. It was
1: I just want to recap. Yes. You, A, wish you had COVID. (laughs) And B, wish current American fascism had more style.
0: I was yes, I'm just saying (laughs) that if there is an upside to fascism, like you look at Franco in Spain, you look at Mussolini in Italy, you look at any, like, they had some style at least. You know what I'm saying? Like.
1: What did I tell you? We got you
0: nothing. In we got past, none of We didn't get a taste of that.
1: We live in the dumbest time.
0: Yeah, you're right. That was a whole episode.
1: Things are bad and dumb.
0: <clears throat> the other thing I'm sad about, did you see the Batman trailer?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, was there a new one or just the one that came out a while ago?
0: No, the one was like a month or two ago yeah. with Robert, Robert Pattinson. I mean, it looks cool. Like this, like that, you talk about an aesthetic, like that has an aesthetic to it. Yeah. But Trump has like ruined my ability to enjoy Batman.
1: What, I, 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 don't, I have no idea how these two connect.
0: Is there a worse moment for a movie about a billionaire trust fund kid who decides that the cops don't have enough power to brutalize effectively enough? Is there a worse moment for a movie about that to come out than now?
1: You think. Uh... Well, the good news is it's not going to come out now, because <laughs> movies don't come out anymore. Thank you. Ben. Also, Donald Trump, I mean, I, I am pretty sure I could not have made this up. I don't have the info in front of me, but I read at one point that he thinks people are like batteries, and you only have... This is my favorite Donald Trump fact. Oh, facts, yeah. right, that, yes, that people the are batteries, thing. and you shouldn't exercise because you're going to use all your energy, and that's all the energy you have. And so I just don't think he could be that man.
0: No, yeah, I I completely agree. But imagine how much better it would be if he believed that. And he also had the competence and effectiveness to get a fake coterie of doctors around him uh, to, like, find, you know, research to support this and make a whole movement out of it. And that has, like, cool anti-exercise uniforms.
1: If he were passionate enough about that, because that's the thing, he's very lazy.
0: uh Yeah, that's the problem.
1: And so he's never, there's no follow-through. No. But if he'd been passionate about this idea, I'm sure he would have and could have pushed it. He could have used his platform as president to spread the truth. They didn't. No. Any other election thoughts?
0: Oh, I was just... Uh, I mean, go ahead if you have any. Uh It's more, they're not like election thoughts, they're just more Trump administration thoughts.
1: A retrospective?
0: A retrospective, as it were. I've had this conversation a couple times, actually in the last couple weeks, because my kids know, we talked about this when um, Thorne Thorne was on, Thorne, the photojournalist that was embedded in, um, goodness, where was he? He was in Serbia, he was in Afghanistan, um, he was in parts of Iraq, I think, at, uh, right at the beginning of the Iraq War. We talked about the Bush administration with him, but um, the comparison, like my kids know that I struggle with George W. Bush profoundly and always have. Um, and uh, and so one of them asked me the other night why it was harder for me in the Bush administration than the Trump administration. and. I, and I've had this conversation with multiple people recently. But for me, it comes down to... it's. There's no question that Trump is morally a far worse person than George W. Bush. Like I think George W. Bush is a good person that was trying to do the right thing. Um, but I don't know how much that matters when you look at the consequences. Um, and now I'm going to start sounding like chitty and... Um, a good place and get into a conversation about consequentialism. Oh. But, um, but uh,
1: I mean, we might all be dead, so it's possible. It's fine. It,
0: that sounds kind of nice.
1: Okay, I want to just, you, there's been a couple red flags in our conversation <laughs> that I feel like I should just acknowledge.
0: Aaron, am I clipping? I just saw a red dot when I laughed real loud. Aaron is checked out fully at this point. <laughs> He's rethinking his volunteer.
1: That's not. That's a sign we're halfway through the podcast. Yeah, it is not. Not that we're gonna wrap it up.
0: Okay, what were the red flags?
1: Um, when we started, you said something about how you wanted to just like waking up this morning was like the worst thing because you just want to stay asleep. Yeah. And then it's just one now, of those days. Just now, you said being dead would be. This nice. This is true.
0: These are these are, are. No, realizing I was already dead would be nice. That's all. I, mean, I said there's a distinction.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, and no, I'm fine. I am. Uh, this is. It's just today. Okay. It's just the election. This is. These are not thoughts that I struggle with. Uh, great. No, you, I'm good. Good. I have a f- strong support network. I have friends that care about me. I'm um, people to reach out to if things were to get to that. Okay. Good. Level. Thank you. for Good. Your we concern. just talked for your plan. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> no. Yes. So the concept. George W. Bush. Ah. Uh, so I, even though I like, so it's hard to know what the consequences of this particular moment and and Donald Trump's legacy will be. Like he, it could be that Don I, Donald Trump has done more damage to America than George W. Bush. Like that's a defensible argument, but George W. Bush chose to go to war with a country that had nothing to do with nine eleven. Uh, his Vice President Dick Cheney fabricated the intelligence to make an argument, like handpicked a single worthless analyst at the CIA that nobody else at the CIA believed uh, or gave any credence to, to find um, evidence that that connected Iraq to the 9-11 attacks, which they weren't at all, uh, and went to war. And the collateral damage of that war was 200,000 innocent Iraqi civilians. Um. That that was murder, as far as I'm concerned, done in my name as an American to protect me, and the amount of rage that I still carry over that is um, is profound. And I, I don't. I think Donald Trump's incompetence has spared him from um, having the same uh, kind of lasting. Horror. Oh
1: uh, yeah! Can you imagine if he were the person that he is, and he were good at his job?
0: Oh no! I mean, like terrifying. It, the great. I mean, the great horror of this administration. I think everybody would point to the the parent child separation in terms of like the refugees fleeing violence to try to come to a better life, and then and then we lose the children and their families, and and holy fuck! But can you imagine? Like, and then he cheered that on in that debate and said good when that was brought up. 500-something kids who we don't know where their parents are. And he cheered that on. Can you imagine if he were, had the follow-through to broaden that into an actual coherent policy and how much more damage he could have done if, if he weren't lazy and distractible and on Twitter all the time? Like, holy fuck. Um, anyway. Anyway. What next?
1: <laughs> Did you finish your thought about George Bush? just want to make sure. Uh,
0: yeah. No, okay. I just. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, that's it. That's, I, I think 200,000 innocent Iraqi civilians is, uh, is the rage bar for me.
1: <sighs> well, now I feel like we're not talking about the election. We're like having a retrospective. I didn't really think about that.
0: I'm trying to make myself feel better about whatever the inevitability Inevitability That's not the phrase I'm, Word I'm trying to Think of at the moment But um, Whatever happens In the election
1: Yeah Any other thoughts About the election? Do you want to Talk about dumb stuff?
0: I got Batman And, and aesthetics Of fascism Done That was the only That was really All I wanted to talk about Everything okay. else Was a bonus Talk about Dune, (laughs) Aaron. Aaron whispered, "Talk about Dune." Oh, Aaron. Aaron suggested some topics for our election retrospective. I think most of them were Star Trek: The Next Generation related, Um, which I'm all for.
1: There's gonna, there'll be a spinoff podcast eventually. That's like (laughs) sci-fi.
0: Liz listens to Matt and Aaron talk about Star Trek: The Next Generation.
1: Real aliens and
0: sci-fi that
1: would be the intersection
0: speaking of real aliens the one podcast we do have in the can that we have not released is an interview with the director of photography on the history channels um unidentified America's secret uh UFO investigation is it what it's called and uh he's he filmed top level um uh all sorts of Officials talking about this shit. We, we talked to him for two hours. Yeah, we
1: talked to him for two hours. Uh-huh.
0: So the reason we haven't released it yet is I kind of went overboard, and uh, it, I was I'm to say, a when little, I, little insufferable. Like I listened to it again recently, and it was. When I, I wanted to punch myself, I'm doing. I did the entire episode of what I'm doing to you right now. Yeah, Liz, where, yeah. You where you I keep, keep trying, trying to say he, something, yeah.
1: and I know um, well, when I listened to it. Whenever it comes out, it's gonna be brand new to me because <laughs> I don't remember a fucking thing that we talked about.
0: Our our guest was great. I was Oh it was problem. great. I take Absolutely. Full response. And if
1: you are even remotely interested in like aliens yeah. as a real phenomenon, you'll you'll find it really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm it's not your thing. No, but that's fine. doesn't have to be my thing to talk to somebody who's interested in it. Mm. Okay, what else?
0: Should we go to our list of questions?
1: Uh-huh. mine list is very short now that we already talked about pull-ups. <laughs> um, okay, question for you. What's been your favorite at-home cocktail during all this?
0: Um, so many. How do I pick one? Um... I've been enjoying a white Negroni, but instead of Suze, I've been using Salers, which I think the French pronunciation of that word would be saler, But I say Salers so that I feel better about myself. So
1: you don't get taken in the first wave of yeah, the class war? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay.
0: Thank you. I was trying to think of some witty way to say exactly that thought, and you nailed it. Um,
1: Sometimes at home, we talk about how to make sure we don't get taken in the first or second wave. Yep. So. Uh,
0: Yeah, so that one's just equal parts gin, um, white sweet vermouth, which is a hard one to find, but you can find it, and um, either Suze or Solaire's. Cool. I've been doing it with Solaire's. I like that one a lot. What about you?
1: Uh, I have not been drinking much. I've been drinking some, but not, I I realized I drank a lot of cocktails when we went out to eat, um, and we don't go out to eat anymore. So I've been just doing a lot of, um, Contrato is like, and I feel like I'm going to butcher it, but it's like a type of aperitif or, um, Mm -hmm. and it's just really good with some Topo Chico, like nice kind of pre-dinner. So
0: Americano style, but with Contrato instead of Campari.
1: Yes. And then a little bit of bitters. Great. That's it. I love that. So that's been the, it's also, I'm, I'm kind of lazy when it comes to cocktails. I don't want to measure things. Yeah. So it's, that's an, I just an eyeball it yeah. situation. All right. Your turn.
0: Uh, for a question. Mm-hmm. How many pull-ups can you do? We, mm, oh, we did that. We one. did that. Uh, okay. Great. Tell me your favorite thing about 2020.
1: Have to think for a minute. That's fine. Um, so I'm not being home all the time is 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 too much. But I've I've gotten to spend so much more time with my husband. It's probably been my favorite part. Um, Cause he in. In the other times, commutes up to Frisco and doesn't usually get home till seven or eight at night. And so um, we just get to hang out a lot more. And I, it's something I've never had in the entire almost 10 years we've known each other. So that has probably been the best part. And our dog is 14 and she's kind of deaf now and getting older. And so it's that's also this is maybe that's corny, but like I get to hang out with her all the time. And so I know that our time together—it's not over—but you know, we're we're in the last, the last quarter, and so I feel like we've got really gotten to spend a lot of time with her. Yeah. And that's been really nice. Oh, now I guess I do have a couple of things. I have gone on a ton of walks, and that has been nice. The other thing I really enjoy is not having to be in the car a lot, because turns out Isn't that cars are miraculous? really stressful.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, they're bad for you, mm-hmm. and they pollute. They're like net negative, um, and having less of that in my life has been awesome.
0: Amen. Cool.
1: What about you?
0: Um, well, it's funny when you were talking about Darcy, your 14-year-old dog. I was thinking of how that's sort of the median age of my children, you know, and that we're that we're approaching the the. They're not about to die. Don't, nobody <laughs> nobody freak out there. Everybody's healthy. No one's approaching the end of their human lifespan. Uh, but they are, like, you know, like, it's only a year and a half before my oldest is off to college. And yep. um, and it just isn't, like, it genuinely nice to have more time with them in the house and be around them and have conversations about George W. Bush and um, sex workers' rights is the topic that they brought up at dinner the other
1: By week. they, was it like a group...
0: It was a whole family conversation like about
1: we, but like like an agenda, like we no, like to. No,
0: Vivian just was like, "What do you guys think of should sex work be legal and should sex workers have rights?" And it's like, "Fucking hey, let's have this conversation." <laughs> it's a whole, whole hour and a half of uh, back and forth. It was great.
1: That's cool. Um. Okay, my next question. Best TV show you've watched, or do you just have a couple recommendations, things you've been into?
0: Like, all time, or... No, like,
1: just... Well, just now. Like, what, you've, what oh. have you been watching, like... The
0: kids and I have been watching The Good Place, which is yep. why that reference was top of mind. That's all, honestly the only COVID TV I have watched. Like, I just have not watched TV during um, COVID. Okay. Not on purpose, just other stuff seems to happen more. Like if you want my all I can just to satisfy the answer to the question, my favorite shows in the last five years sure, are do that. Um the uh FX um uh, Fargo series uh by Noah Hawley. And then also Noah Hawley's other show, Legion, is mind-blowing, and we I love never, it so much. We, it is my favorite, favorite show We ever.
1: didn't finish it.
0: That's fine. It's weird.
1: We got... It is, it is, is my first...
0: kind of weird.
1: Actually, I did not get through the first season. I think what happened is I read ahead, and then I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to... No, I did watch the first season. It was the second season.
0: Second season is, yeah, that's...
1: Anyway, I yeah, spoiled, don't want to spoil it.
0: Don't want to spoil it. I love... Love that show more than I've loved any show. Cool. Um. Okay, you. TV. Mhm.
1: So I, <clears throat> I think the internet ate my brain, and I really, really struggled to even get attached to a TV show anymore. Yeah, same. Um. But, and I think I mean, lots of people have been recommending this, but I really like Ted Lasso. Everybody loves it's Ted Lasso.
0: Delightful. I can't wait. I can't wait to see it. It's right. very
1: good. And it's just the right length for me because it's not a full, like, 50-minute show. Um, so I can actually pay attention.
0: And I haven't seen it, so I don't know. But this is my take and tell me if this is right. But, like, I, one of the things I'm most impressed by, I'm, I have a, an interest in writing television. Um, be, it's hard to do. But, like, one of the hardest things to do is to make, a like, a pure good character likable. Um and it just is a thing that it doesn't happen very often. And what I understand about that show is that like Ted Lasso is one of the all time great examples of a truly good person. Yes. Who is also. Who you are rooting
1: likable. for 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they. I mean, we're not finished with the season, but it's also just I feel like they did something different with that show. And that show has heart in a way that's not off putting. Yeah. Or overly saccharine yeah um or shallow yeah it's it's a it's very welcome right now cool so highly recommend that
0: is that is what I intend to watch once I get through The Good Place with the kids
1: um that's it cool does it the only I mean yeah other than that we just watch like bullshit on YouTube yep um that's your turn uh, I'm running out of questions, by the way.
0: Uh, yeah, this is this last one is clear that I have also run out of questions. I thought this was cute uh, 90 minutes ago when I wrote it,
1: but Great. it's
0: a little insufferable. I'm just going to read it as it's what it says here. 2020 has made us confront our own shadows. Is what I have written. Um, the void full of anxiety and horror and betrayal that sits at our cores. Uh, is more of a presence in every conversation than it ever was. What have you named that void?
1: I was like, I knew there's a turn here. I knew there was, you were not just going to actually ask me. Um, I'm not actually going to answer your question.
0: No, I wouldn't answer. If you turned it around on me, I would pass as well. I was just so. thinking
1: about what's the thing I've, like, stared in the face the most.
0: Tell me that. That's great.
1: I mean, I think there's, mm, like, on a collective note, there's just been a lot of grief, I think, just about, like, the the loss that so many people are experiencing yeah. and the hardship that so many people are enduring. And knowing that a lot of that is not going to end anytime soon um, mm-hmm. is hard to sit with. So that's like a collective thing. On a personal front, I think for me, the biggest thing I've been facing is just it, back to starting a small business. I, the, the confidence that's required there uh, is really hard for me. And I know that I sit here and we record this podcast, and that takes a sp- special kind of person to think that other people want to hear words it's coming out of my mouth. But at at the core, I really I struggle to to feel confident enough that I have something of value to offer other people, um, and then to put myself out there and kind of yeah. to do all that. And so it's been quite a bit of growth for me uh, to find that confidence and like figure out what that looks like. Yeah. Um,
0: completely understand. Yeah. I mean, my experience has been that anybody that runs a business, excuse me,
1: (laughs) Matt's burping. It's fine. We're chewing ice. Oh, we're going
0: to cut all that out. Um, anybody that runs a business, like that's a universal, that, that feeling of like imposter syndrome just goes through the roof like you just feel that all the time. Um, there are people that don't seem to feel it and they're faking it or they're fucking sociopaths. Well, so Those that's what I say. if you actions. don't
1: think feel that way, you must be awful.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> just awful. Absolutely. Yeah. No, we all feel it. It's just part of it.
1: Yeah. Um owning a small business. Mm-hmm. You you how long have you owned your own business?
0: 6 years. No eight. Um, Two. It was, it's been different ones, but yeah. Start the first one was my freelance business. That was eight years ago.
1: Knowing that we're in totally different industries, do you have do you have any advice?
0: Yeah, um, don't start your business until you have a giant cushion of uh, savings.
1: Well, that sucks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean advice now? Cool. That's relevant. That you could cool. uh, put to yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah honestly like I I think the hardest thing to do I don't know how, how applicable this is to your particular career but the hardest thing for me to do and the most valuable thing for building a business over time is being willing to say no to stuff I don't want to do that seems like I have to do it um, and being willing to take a short-term financial hit just to, to establish the, the boundaries around what it is I'm actually trying to do and grow into that and leave space to grow into that. Mm-hmm. And every single no I ever gave, um, was so much more valuable than any of the yeses. Um and led to the kind of yeses I wanted I really wanted to be able to do um to to take root and to draw more of that kind of stuff so um
1: no I think that's actually super I think that's super relevant and I hope to be there soon (laughs) 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 to where I yeah um yeah what else anything
0: um yeah the other thing that was the hardest for me early, uh, because you know fifteen years of working for somebody else, uh, where other people are the final decision makers, other people are the ones that get to decide what's good enough to mm-hmm. take to a client. Um, the first year of working for myself was so unmoored, like so like I just it felt like having no compass, like who Who is going to tell me if this is good enough? And like, just, I had not worked out the muscle of what I was proud of, like examining my own work and being like, is this good enough to me? Does this make me happy? Like practicing that muscle and that discernment of like, I'm not going to go into any meeting or any client um, conversation until... I am excited about what I've brought to this table. And not, not just try to like treat it like an 11th grade English writing project where I try to make the teacher happy with something, but like to, to make me the ultimate um, uh, judge of what's good enough. Like that, that was hard for me to do, but in, incredibly important once I started to ask that question regularly.
1: Well, and what helped you get to the place where you could look at your work and be like, "That's good work"?
0: Um, really, just asking myself, "Am I like, okay, I've written this thing. I think they're gonna like it, but am I excited about it?" And and stopping and being honest with myself about like, "No, I mean, if they if they are thrilled about this, am I still am I also thrilled about it?" And more often than not, the answer is no. So like, mm-hmm. f- forcing myself to go back to the drawing board and you know keep pressing until. I was excited about what I was taking to the table. It was
1: so you also asked yourself a different question. You didn't say, "Is this good?" You said, "Am I excited?" Yeah. And yeah. that's like a clarifying question. Absolutely. That yep. Tells you. Interesting. Cool.
0: Hmm.
1: I don't know if I have anything uh, else. I feel any like election updates,
0: been- Aaron, over there? Can we send you to the send you to the what's happening? What's going on in Michigan?
1: He's, Aaron's just shaking his head, no, like Uh-oh. don't did look we, at me does or talk. It, to is,
0: me. Did Trump win in this, during this conversation? What happened here?
1: I mean, I can No, Arizona will not happen until.
0: We won't know Arizona until the morning.
1: Yeah, at 10 p.m. our time, I
0: believe. Is Michigan holding? Uh,
1: Michigan looks good, but it, it's there's going to be multiple challenges.
0: Well, I know I'm not I'm not asking about the challenges. <laughs> like everything's going to be challenged. That's an assumption. Um Nevada. We don't find out Nevada till tomorrow.
1: It'll so we're recording this Wednesday night. It'll be a. It would be very impressive if we turn this around and you're listening to this and you're. Aaron's ears motivated tomorrow. He we it, he we is. packed our
0: intro in. We don't have to edit that. We don't have to give other than cutting out that burp that I had earlier. I don't and then the the other thing, the one other thing. A lot of ice chewing. <laughs> Aaron says and there's a lot of. Breeze. <laughs> it says there's a lot of ice chewing, <laughs> swallowing, and heavy breathing to cut out. The heavy breathing was from the pull-ups.
1: We're just shaking the the dust off, Sh- shaking the rust off. How, yeah. What is that saying? Dust rust. Neither. Shake. I think it's. I just make that up.
0: Yeah, there's no there's no saying. We're no, just, I'm fucking with you. Yes, it's dust. Dust is additive.
1: Rust is subtracted. It's true.
0: Aaron just said, dust is additive, rust is subtractive. It's true. I have no idea how that applies to what we were talking about, but it sounded good.
1: And it's true. I'm just going to... Uh, okay, um, are we wrapping up?
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, what do, we, do we have an outro? I don't remember how this works. It's been 15 months. What's
1: the next project?
0: The next project is just editing that one. we already have in the can about the aliens. <laughs> is there going to be another podcast? <laughs> yes, there will be more podcasts. Um... Well, let's keep this going.
1: Yeah, um, but I don't think we have any idea what happens next.
0: No, this was just an exercise. Get ourselves.
1: Uh-huh. If you have listened this far, congratulations. Mm-hmm. And if you have thoughts, let us know. Or don't. Okay, you can let me know. I'm open. Apparently um, Matt's not.
0: Yeah, let Liz know.
1: And then I'll tell Matt, and then Matt will just be like, no. Mm-hmm. We're going to do what I want to do.
0: hmm Okay, so next next episode is we decided it was Star Trek the Next Generation analysis and Dune. Oh, we didn't get to the Dune. We'll save that for the next time. Uh Squash. Cool. Okay, cool. Thanks, Katie.
1: Bye everybody. The uh, Fuse. It's just a temporary
0: thing. So don't get too attached.